Welcome to the HBK High Performance Podcast with Michael B. Ross, a podcast designed to help leaders develop the character, skills, and passion needed to lead fulfilled and impactful lives. We are joining Michael in the midst of a Zoom interview with certified succession planner, Keith Verez. If you missed the first half, be sure to go back and listen on the July 27th edition of the HBK High Performance Podcast. Here's Michael. Now let's talk about your specialization. You know, because okay. I, I really think it's important for people to hear why succession planning and transition planning is so important. I mean, give us your give us your passion behind it. You know, why sure. do, why do you think it's so important and, and what do people need to know about transition planning that you can help them with? Yeah, well, and you're going to be able to see the relationship to other leadership positions. Excuse me. Yeah, you're going to you're going to be able to see the transition to other leadership positions uh, as well. But yes, to frame it for us here and specifically for what I'll do, what I do, I'll talk about business owners who are by definition leaders and who have Mm -hmm. to consider their ultimate transition, whether that transition comes from you know, unexpected means, whether there's a divorce, a disease, disability, uh, just dissension, uh, you, you know, uncontrollable things that require you to, to make a transition in haste, or it's one that you see coming down the road and you have some ideas about how that's going to go. Transition at the leadership level it, it is always very uh, important to everyone it's affecting. And you can see it on national news right. when we have large publicly traded companies and the, the head of the company is going to be transit. Yeah. It's national news. And who's this new guy and what's going to change? And what? So, well, that yeah. happens in small family owned businesses as well. Specifically, if you have dad and mom transitioning to son and daughter, a lot of people have eyeballs, you know, on that process and are very interested in how that's going to go. Also, if that business owner doesn't have an internal transition plan and needs to go outside and find someone who might buy this family business, that, all, that brings a lot of other questions and concerns inside of customer bases, inside their client base, their community, their suppliers. There's all kinds of things that are going to be impacted when that business owner decides to make that transition. And what we're doing is trying to get in on the front end with our business owners, talk to them and understand the goals that they have, what their current expectations are. Many of our business owners are finding out that 30, 40 years ago when they started the business, they thought that their children might, you know, step up and and take over the business. And they're finding out that their children have other desires. You know, they may not have wanted to work seven days a week. They they may not want to bend metal for a living. You know, they have other dreams and desires of their own, or they got married and they're following a spouse, you know, somewhere else in the country. And, And they may not be as available to help mom and dad transition as they thought. So we're making sure that our clients understand that there is a process that they can follow to get educated about what all of their options are, and we can show them a path uh, for varying options that may or may not meet their expectations. Another beautiful aspect of being in a large firm that has a financial services (laughs) arm and a wealth advisory arm is that we have experts that, that are also our team members who can talk to these business owners do a comprehensive financial plan and let them know that they can, in fact, sell their business now for this price and these terms, or no, you can't. And I'm glad that we're going through this process so that you know that you can't, 
but here are the value drivers of your business. Here's what you need to get from your business in order to make your financial plan work. And you can either get that business to a value that's acceptable to you that lets your plan work, or you can change some of the things that you thought you were going to do in, in retirement. Certainly, there's two, there's two sides of things uh, in, in any budget. You increase the income or you reduce the expenses. And when we're wishing and dreaming for retirement, we have the ability to quantify those wishes and dreams for our clients. And those yeah. business owners are going to be able to see, what do I need to get? What does life look like after I sell my business? And is it going to work uh, for our family if we sell it internally? Or do we need to sell it externally because internally is not going to work? We're just having discussions that business owners are really desirous of having, but they have very few people yeah. they can talk to about this because it's so private and confidential. They, they haven't really talked about, it's kind of like death, you know, like, like you mentioned uh, uh, earlier when we were talking that people don't like to, to talk about death, even though everyone knows it's, it's inevitable. Uh, and business owners are very similar. They've been nothing but passionate and driving everything that they have into this business. Thinking about them actually stepping away is something they don't have a lot of people to talk to about. And we put ourselves in the position to have thoughtful conversations, to field questions that these business owners have that we've heard numerous times from other business owners and we yeah. can share with them how that business owner navigated uh, their specific situation and how it might answer some of the questions that they have through the process. So a business owner transitioning is critical. And a lot of times business owners, maybe it's a family business that has their family name on it and they want to yeah. make sure that that family name lives on and it's carried on by someone that they trust and like. And same with their employees and their client base who they may become friends with, you know, they care for what they're leaving behind. And that transition is, is something that they do truly care about. It's not strictly financial. It's very emotional. There's a lot of relationships that are yeah. in, intermingled yeah. that, that need to be sorted out. And I know, Michael, that's where you can come in and, and help when there's intergenerational transfers or external transfers. It's yeah. getting in, understanding the culture helping all sides understand yep. the culture and how things can work out best uh, so that everyone wins at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, another reason it's very important for a business owner to have a good transition is many times the sale process requires that, that new company to be successful and continue on to make sure that the selling owner gets paid over time. They can't have the business fail. They can't have, you know, the new owners come in and, you know, just, just ruin their legacy and, and cause a, a problem where they either have to come back in and take over the business, which they didn't want to do. Yep. They're already in Florida golfing with me, right? They don't want to go back up to Wisconsin uh, and run a business again, right? So they want to make sure that this is going to work. So again, that's just a critical factor in the transition process to understand pitfalls that, that might be out there. Uh, and we help them yeah. see those and, and try to mitigate those, you know, on the front end. That's fantastic. And, and Keith, you know, some of my story and you know that I've, you know, I've sold a business before and, mm -hmm. and I will tell you, you know, for many reasons and, and not all bad, but I did not get the value out of the business that I could have. Um, and, you know, you and I talked about it. And as, as I was expressing things with you, you know, the more I've talked to you, the more I said, well, I wish I would have had you to talk to during that transition process, just to bounce things off of. 
So I can hear people because I'm a small business owner too. Would you tell somebody who's going, I'd love to talk to Keith, but I'm afraid if I talk to him, it's going to cost me $1,000, you know, or $1,500 <laughs> or $2,500 just to talk to him. And, you know, I, that's what, you know, often business owners do is they counting costs before they even know what it costs. And so they just sure. don't do it. Or, you know, they yeah. do so many things already. They think I can do this. Well, I'm sure I could figure it out. You know, they watch a couple of YouTube videos and, you know, now they're an expert. <laughs> but what would you tell somebody who, you know, was like me and is thinking about transitioning from one or their main business? And they they feel like they, they want to talk to you, but they're a little scared of mm -hmm. the ticket price up front. What, what would you tell somebody like sure. that? Sure. Well, th thankfully, uh, in the environment that we're in, uh, there is no upfront ticket price to talk to me. And this is not unique. I mean, there there's plenty of times people have heard you get a no obligation consultation. In my case, it's not limited to half an hour or an hour. I tell people that I'm talking with friends and, and clients of the firm in the initial conversations that we're having, we're just exploring. Uh, I'm understanding your business. I'm understanding what it is that you want to do and helping you understand all of the options that you might have. I mean, you're, I'm giving yep. value. I'm going to continue to give value in the hopes to build that goodwill. So if there comes a time when they want to execute an exit strategy or start going down the path of understanding what that is. And we're making those decisions after we've already built a relationship. You trust me. I understand your business. I've provided value and we can move forward when you're ready and you fully understand, you know, what the cost implications are, how that benefits you because we're providing. I firmly believe that the service that we provide here pays for itself in magnitudes of, of, of what we charge yeah. for what we're doing, because this is the most significant potentially and, and arguably most times it is the most significant financial transaction our clients and friends will ever have. Yeah. They are mm -hmm. stepping away from 80% of their net worth, right? To go into retirement or they're going to try a new business depending on their age or whatever the case may be. This yeah. is a significant transaction. There's going to be significant sophistication on the other side of the table in the buyers that are coming uh, to talk to them. They may have done it before. They know how it works and they'd like nothing more than to directly one-on-one -on -one deal with our client and run them down you know, the path that they want to run down. But what we're doing is we're building leverage on the side of our client by educating them and by helping them understand the process that we would go through on their behalf to make sure that we bring yep. the leverage on their side of the table. This is a time-tested yep. process. We leverage our strategic partners who are investment bankers and high-end business brokers who have become partners of our firm, essentially like external partners. And we've been working with them for you know, over five years now, and they've proven to us to work consultatively with our clients, just like I mentioned that I do. They will get on the phone with me with prospective clients and have conversations over a period of years yeah. without the client being charged anything because we're building yeah. that goodwill and we're there for our clients yeah. of HBK uh, yeah. and potential new clients. I mean, we're here to, to make sure our clients have the best result 
that they can have. Because like I said, many times they're good friends of the firm. They may, we may have helped them form their business. We've watched them put their kids through college. Now we're talking to them about what they're going to do after the business. We don't want to pass that off to somebody yeah. who, who, who knows how they're going to treat our client. And it would just be a shame in many instances to have our clients leave and, and go have someone else help them execute this significant transaction. No one's ever going to care for them as much as we do because <laughs> we have that Never. relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I think that's so important. And Keith, I, I want to ask you to tell people how they can get a hold of you. And then, you know, I, I want to end today by getting some sage advice from you for, for younger up and coming leaders, but how can people get a hold of you? So if someone's on this today and they're listening, they're like, my gosh, I need to talk to Keith. How do they either call you or email you? Sure. So I'm, again, I'm located in the Fort Myers office of HBK, uh, 239-482-5522. And I'll even give you my cell phone, uh, which is 239-560-6802. You know, you can find me on the website of either hbkcpa.com or hbkswealth.com. Dot com. Uh, I'm, I'm involved in both of those uh, organizations. You can certainly reach out to Mike uh, and he, he knows where I am because we're partners. So uh, my, my mm-hmm. email address is my first initial last name, K Veris, V as in Victor, E-R-E-S, at hbkswealth.com. So you should never hesitate to reach out to me because like we said, there's, there's no charge to do it. And I'm talking with business owners all the time, not only about selling, even though that is 95% of the time that I'm talking with them, but some of our clients are looking at making acquisitions too. And we're certainly in a position yeah. to help them, you know, with that process. Absolutely. And, and I'll tell you from experience, I've left uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table by not reaching out to mm. somebody like Keith and, you know, and look, um, you just don't want to do that. You don't want to leave money on the table if you don't have to. <laughs> no. so reach no. out to Keith and listen to him. He's years of experience and he's going to take really good care of you. You can take my word for it. So Keith. Yes. Let's pretend we have uh, one of one of the groups, you know, I know you and I both love to talk to and uh, reach out to is young men and women who are mm-hmm on their journey they're getting started in their leadership journey and i love the statement by sir isaac newton who said we're standing on the shoulders of giants shame on us if we don't make the previous generation ceiling our floor Mm. tell this next generation of up-and-coming leaders give them some wisdom tell them some leadership advice today of what what you would recommend that they start to do immediately so that they can accelerate their success and make, make our ceiling there for. Sure. Sure. So as it relates to becoming a leader in whatever, you know, chosen profession that is certainly there, there's hard work, there's being a great team member and, and not being afraid to reach out when there are opportunities that are presented to you, because frankly, leaders are, are willing to take on things that, others simply aren't willing to take on. Not everyone is meant to be a leader and not everyone has to be a leader. It's important for the young individuals to get involved in the community, choose something in the community that you're passionate about, 
yeah. uh, because those that can that are already involved in that organization and are also passionate about that organization are going to recognize the authenticity that you bring and it's going to bring instant rapport with those people that happen to have the same passion uh, for that organization so external to wherever it is that okay. you work you have easy ways to plug yourself in uh, to, to organizations and groups in the community that welcome potential leaders of all ages. You know, they don't just want all the old people out there volunteering and doing everything. They want to hear from the fresh, young perspectives that our young leaders have. I mean, they bring tremendous, I've been involved in lots of nonprofit organizations, and we love it when the young leaders come in and ask us the questions uh, that, that need to be asked because they we've been doing things for so long that you know we, we haven't asked the right questions uh, in a long time okay. and so so their voices are are really needed and and welcome so so they first and foremost need to understand the value uh, you know that that they're bringing to the table by stepping out yeah. uh, what they can do uh, if they're not you know gung ho to be leaders initially plug yourself into a team that is going to appreciate uh, what it is that you bring to the team that, that needs it and that it's something that you flourish at and it's going to allow you to develop and make that team better. And as that happens, you're going to gain that confidence because you're in your element. Uh, staying in your element is, is always critical in leadership. I think the people that yeah. rise to leadership, they, they are continuously learning. Uh, that, you know, they're always looking to improve themselves. They're looking to improve others. They're looking to improve their environment. Uh, you know, they're te good team players. Uh, and even if they set out to be, I just want to be a, a cog in the wheel. And I just want to be the best this that I can be. And I have no desire for leadership. The people who are best at those things, you will find, get opportunities to be leaders because they just, they're, they're attractive people. I mean, people can see the passion that they have, see what they bring to the table and in whatever it is that you're doing, if you do it with, you know, the gusto and the passion, you're going to get yourself in a place where you're either comfortable where you are and you're thriving where you are. But if mm. you want leadership opportunities down the road, maybe you don't want them now, you don't have the confidence now. If you follow that kind of path, they're, they're going to present themselves to you because you will be recognized. Uh, both inside your organization and certainly in the community. That's fantastic. I, I hope, well, if you're driving, please don't take notes, but I hope that you are taking at least mental notes. And if any of you are out there and you want to follow up with Keith on this, please just email him at kveres, V-E-R-E-S, at hbkswealth.com. And he'll be happy to follow up with you I do always recommend getting a mentor, someone you can reach out to and just ask questions, you know, emails about success and about leadership. Maybe the thing that, that takes you from on a sliding scale of 10 from a six to an eight, you know, one idea mm -hmm. sometimes changes the world and nothing mm -hmm. is more powerful than an idea whose time has come. So make mm -hmm. sure you reach out. But Keith, this time has been so valuable. I know for me and I've enjoyed for it, yeah. our, our listeners, and I, I, I appreciate you coming on uh, to the HBK High Performance Podcast. And um, I do hope that lots of people reach out and uh, you help resolve some, some issues for some potential clients out there who are 
are fledgling to know what to do in their transition. So thank you so much for your leadership advice and your professional advice as well. We really appreciate your time. Thank you for the kind words, Mike, and, and this was great. I'm so happy to have uh, been on your podcast. It's an honor. Well, everybody, I thank you again for tuning in. And as always, I look forward to talking to you next time on the HBK High Performance Podcast. Be sure to take immediate action on the ideas that compelled you from today's podcast. For information about the courses, resources, and services available from HBK High Performance, visit hbkln.com.